Hey everybody, welcome back. We talked today about my current levels of frustration within my business, and Brady pointed out that I was just making excuses, and may have grossly underestimated the amount of work it would take to have the business become what I had set out to build. I realized during this call that I set a goal as a different version of myself than the version that had set out to achieve it. My priorities over the last six to eight months have changed, along with who I am as an individual. I've come to realize that what I thought I wanted may not be what I actually wanted. And based off of where I am right now and my current values, I needed to look deeper at the goals I had set to determine what was realistic for both my personal life and my business. I've got to be honest, there was and is a high level of resistance within me to change and an even higher one to the thought of being wrong. But it helps having a solid group of guys on this podcast that are willing to call me out when I'm making excuses and help me find a better way to move forward. This one was especially eye-opening for me. What are you currently making excuses for? As always, thanks for joining us, and I really hope that by listening in on our struggles, you're more open to addressing your own. Remember to share with your friends, and if you want to get involved with us, hit us up on our Instagram at Prime5Pod or shoot us a DM. Enjoy. You're tuned in to Prime 5 Podcast. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Yeah, no, it was it was wild. Absolutely wild. And then Zach, there was like a Vegas fan scattered in the middle, just one. <laughs> absolutely lit up. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like like when I was watching on TV, it looked like it was pretty pretty fucking saturated with Oilers jerseys for the most part, which is dope. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I am gonna hop off early for that though. It's just FYI. Oh, Boone's looking at me when I'm leaving. Sounds good, man. I honestly feel like a like a dad now. Like I have a child. <laughs> That's a it's... big statement to make after getting a cat. <laughs> oh, dude! Like I'm gonna give this cat fucking everything I got. Getting getting a pet is like training wheels for a kid. Honestly. Like it's that that's how you practice. Man, then you kids. Eventually oh, you get the kid and they're like a bicycle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Speaking of kids, I was watching I, I loved watching The Office and there's an episode where like uh Jan comes in and she has a, a stroller and Oscar's like, That's a twelve hundred dollar stroller. And I was like, There's no way strollers are actually that expensive. And I looked it up. Fuck yeah, they're anywhere are, from dude. like, you know, two, three hundred bucks all the way up to four thousand. And yeah. I was like, What? <laughs> Holy shit. You got to get the self-walking strollers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's insane, man. I'm not ready to have a child. <laughs> You're still a baby yourself, Max. Why don't you give it a couple of years? Can I be the grandfather? Or godfather, sorry. <laughs> you want to be the grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> you already asked Zach. You can't be double godfather. What the fuck? I'll take him all your children. 
<laughs> everyone dies on the podcast. Kind of <laughs> just strapped to like <laughs> six kids. <laughs> like shit. Uh, you asked for this. <laughs> we have it on record now. God damn it. Right, oh, he's just, he's just been sitting there in silence, going to town on that banana the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking planted here. Not an approaching shake. Nice. Is the plant disturbing you, Zach? Is it tickling your leg a little too too much? No, we had to put it in. We had to put it in here because Boone keeps trying to fucking eat it, and mm. I don't think that one's good for little kitties. No. They they want to eat all the grass though. My cat's like that too. He's a fucking asshole about it. He just wants to eat grass. He can't be stopped. He's an insatiable hunger. Insatiable hunger. That's a great description. As long as you don't have any lilies around. Not that I'm aware of. Why are they like murderous or something? I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was lilies. Uh, they're poisonous to cats. Well. Learn something new every day. No lilies as far as I see quite a few plants that are poisonous cats. It was like pretty much all the ones Michelle has for the most part. (laughs) Gotta baby proof your house, but for cats. Yeah, like even today he was like jumping on the spider plant trying to like play with it. So it's pretty fucking cute though. Hard to see. Oh, here he comes. We're just oh, going to have to do reels of Zach's cat. Yeah. No. Honestly, like, I'm very happy right now. I feel fucking great. Of a little cat on your shoulder. I don't He's blame like, I, I did not sleep at all last night. Yeah, you're still going? Well, he decided he was hyper last night, so that means I didn't sleep at all. You got the midnight zoomies? We had the all night zoomies. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> how was your week, Zach? Week was pretty solid, man. Um, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever. Um, yeah, I know it's only been a week, but it feels like it's been longer. Yeah, well, I, I was here last. So I much honestly, yeah. But no, it's been production start was great. Crews are. Pumping out some really good quality work. Uh, beat the budgets last week. Now I'm just fuck, oh, dude. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to um like balance everything again because I kind of run it ran into that last year where I was having a hard time maintaining all like, the different aspects. Mm-hmm. Kind of running into that again, so I'm trying to catch it early and just kind of regroup on my sales. Yeah, that's a huge focus for me because every single year, I think I was telling you, Zach, this one you came down for, for axe throwing this week. But every single year, I like basically all of May, I just don't book any work just because I'm so hyper focused on production and like training everybody, making sure everybody's everything's going absolutely smooth on job sites. And it's the first year where I'm trying to make sure that like marketing and calls and recruiting and everything else is still being done at the same time, just because May is obviously such a big month. Yeah, Zeth, throw him out of the room. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's and it's like, um, it's just yeah. This is like the probably the toughest you know two or three week stretch right here. So if you can make it through that, then shouldn't be too bad afterwards. But 
all in all, the crews are like becoming a lot more independent and taking on responsibilities pretty quickly, which is awesome. Yeah. How was your week, Max? It was good. Um, yeah, businesses, businesses moving along. I was telling Zach, I like the two people that quit. I I hired on two more people this week, so got those replaced. Um, sales are going good. Marketing's going good. Um, Faith's wedding was uh, yesterday, so I went to that. Snapchat stories of that. Oh man, it, it was on the grass. What was going on? What was that? All the naps on the grass. What was going on? <laughs> oh yeah, people were out. People were were ratchet strapped to roof racks. Um, <laughs> I, I am like fairly certain I got alcohol po- alcohol poisoning last night. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, oh, it was a blast. People was it, were it was ratchet strapped to roof racks. What the- <laughs> yeah, there's a. I'll send it later. There's a video of a franchisee just being ratchet strapped to the top of a roof rack, just laying there. <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah the fun sounds time. like a good wedding i love it holy shit that's that's rowdy mm. that is crazy so many student works people i bet hey just like decent amount yeah it was mainly like that's so sick like certain vets here and there that uh faith talks with like has talked with before yeah. yep 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 that's so sick. Was it like right in Calgary, like outdoor wedding, or is it just outside? Pardon me. Was it like right in Calgary? Or is it like up towards like mountains more so? Where was it? I it was up towards like I think towards car stairs. Uh, it was like in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh, just I don't know if I can pull it up. Uh, it was basically such a nice day for weather too. Like oh, it, well, nice yeah. Up outdoor weddings, hey. Literally like four days ago, it would have been raining. You know, a week ago it would have been snowing. So it was like <laughs> it's just like the perfect day. That's so wild. That's so wild. Yeah, it's nice in between. It wasn't too hot either. I think it was like plus twenty five or something. Which like earlier in the week it was plus twenty eight, which yeah. like three degrees made the difference. <laughs> so that's so sick. Yeah, it it was hilarious because um so Jacob was the beer boy, um right as the ceremony started he like walked around just handed out bottle <laughs> bottles of Ronas and Michael was like one of the very first people that Jacob gave the beer to and by the way he made his way halfway through the circle I looked back and Michael's beer is already empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Checks out. Checks out. I love it. How Mike- many people are there? There was a lot of people because uh, a lot of friends, a lot of family. Like, I'd say like at least at least over a hundred. Oh fuck, that's so cool! Hell yeah, hmm. love it. Love weddings. I'm going to a wedding. Um, beginning of August, it's like the sixth, I think. Mm-hmm. On my fridge. Sorry, I'm. I, I got an outdoor wedding pump for it. Zach has a spider cat in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to see it start crawling on your ceilings. <laughs> oh boy. Everybody's so, so quiet today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we all we seem like fucking like we got beat down this week, hey guys. Or what's going on? <laughs> this heat, this <laughs> it's a long week. What's going on? What's Daniel, up, like with, with that tan, Daniel almost changed ethnicity. So I feel like he's been outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, 
ran 10k yesterday in the sun and then uh mason had soccer today soccer game so i took my mom um we went and watched it just in the sun a little more than i had anticipated so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then this week was just a grind that's it's been summer love and grand yeah yep. it's been it's been very interesting is it a grind more of like production or more uh more sales mentally has nothing to do with the business okay well, I guess it has some to do with the business, but more a mental game with myself right now. What's that? What's that mental game looking like? Um, just frustration at the moment, and trying to figure myself out so that I don't let it get the best of me. So, mm. the frustration you mean, like of just like not being where you want to be right now? Kind of combination of things but i mean setting up nine estimates and doing four of the nine is just not great like just mostly frustrated with other people and there's no control over that it is what it is so i have to like let it go and it's been difficult because it's just annoying like you know i was really pumped i thought this week was just going to be so different than what it ended up being and i guess that's my fault for going into it with expectations but it's my biggest week of estimates lined up since the beginning of the year and half of them didn't happen so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it is what it is it's just it's just frustrating that's all no fair enough do you have a good amount of estimates for next week so far <laughs> i have two right now so not, not zero <laughs> not, not a great place to be i've like not really any lined up for the future right now. My marketing team has been suffering. Like we're averaging like 0.5 leads an hour right now. Um, so they they went out three days this week. I had two people out. So I think we did like 15, 16 hours or whatever. And uh, pulled in like six leads, I think. So um, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like we're like, I just feel like I'm doing so much and getting so fucking little out of it. And it's very frustrating. What's your lead per hour usually? Last year, 0.8 to 1. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just Boy, feel like I'm like, like I'm literally putting in like to put this into perspective, last year I spent thirty five hundred dollars through the entire year for cold calling. This year I have hit that amount and I'm in fucking May. Yeah. Um. And it's just like I feel like we're just doing a lot. Like I've probably sent out the same amount of money letters already this year as I did my entire year last year. And we're in May and the results are just not there. Mm -hmm. So that's where the frustration is. Like, it's just like, yes, I can focus on the inputs and I can continue to put them in, but like at some point I need to see something change and it's just not happening so i don't know if it's like i'm trying to figure out what the issue is like i'm trying to figure out the underlying problem because right now i'm very pissed off and yeah so i'm trying not to let it like get to me because again it's out of my control but it's trying to figure out how to like it almost feels like the definition of of insanity like doing the same thing and expecting a different result that's that's how i feel right now Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like success is definitely like, you, you know, that fucking photo I think we mentioned of like the guy digging for gold. And it's like right there. <laughs> I, I think it's like that might be the case for you. 
which is like putting in all this work and like you're getting so close to finally seeing the results and like you're just having all the shit go wrong <laughs> and the the success is just right around the corner because like i i've been in the same boat where like my marketing like i've been like 0.5.6 leads per hour so like that's fairly average for like uh for my side of calgary like what i've seen in the past um so like wasn't like unexpected um but right now we're on the second time around uh the area and i've been sending out money letters uh, and like dropping a bunch of flyers a bunch of lawn signs in this one area and like before like i was saying like 0.5.6 leads an hour now like the last couple of weeks we've been sending out like 0.9 and been getting a bunch of like web and office leads so it's like starting to pick up so i i think it's probably going to turn out to be the same for you like as long as you keep it up eventually it has to give are you like hitting up the same areas that you hit in if you like you like that where you're like your gold mine areas for student works is that like yeah. what your biggest point is yeah i i've been working through um, the areas plus I have new areas this year so there has been some exploration as well so we're trying to see what other neighborhoods have but all of my gold mine neighborhoods I've already hit this year with either money letters cold calling or both and yeah. then like flyer dropped like pretty much everywhere that we did business over the last couple of years I've already gone through those neighborhoods like that's like the Millwoodsy areas pretty well sort of yeah sort of, yeah okay why haven't you like tried going to somewhere like Sherwood I'm already there. Already there. Yeah. 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 All right. Like I've booked work out there. Like I've got, I send money letters out there. My cold callers are hitting it right now. Um, But yeah. So the, the other issue too is like, I don't know which neighborhoods are good outside of my area. So I hit all of my stuff first. Cause I knew I was like, okay, I know these neighborhoods are good. This sort of had success. Like when I hit all those first and now I'm starting to branch out into other neighborhoods. Cause it's like it's also to the point too where some of these neighborhoods have been hit by me and then like three other student operators so like i tried um what we did is like we tried to go and cold call around a neighborhood that we had done work in but everyone was just really pissed off because they're like you guys have already been here and like we just had like three student operators fucking knock on our door oh. so you know it, it's almost to the point where you're like pissing people off so we're just like okay like let's just keep going like let's try find some new areas and shit right so what about like going to areas that a student works operator would typically not because for example like i have areas in windermere that i just don't even touch because like it's like ultra 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 like wealthy like to the oh, point yeah, no we, we've hit the wealthy areas yeah. yeah i've identified where those are and i actually Corey told me specifically to target them because he's like yeah. more likely yeah. that people will do yeah. with you versus with students but um yeah it's just not been um And you're like, what about stratas? Like you cold calling stratas as well? Still trying to figure out how to do that properly. It's really not oh, something okay. that I'm super skilled at, to be completely honest. Honest, it's so maybe you just yeah. So strata cold calling when we go do it, I um, I literally just like go door. It's typically one of the first houses in the complex. I find for the most part, that's like the main person you want to talk to. But I'll just go knock on doors and when someone answers just be like hey like same spiel pretty much a little bit twisted on it but be like hey i'm here or if you be like i'm here with like pro works painting blah blah, blah. like and i would be like i noticed that like your fence is like looks like it could be due for maintenance here soon i was curious if you might be able to point me in the direction of like the strata president or a board member who i could talk to about providing a quote or doing some maintenance for that see and my I, concern about doing that is on the front of most of the complexes in my neighborhoods there's a very obvious no soliciting sign and like private property no trespassing i've so. done it like 
all years of like I, I do it quite a bit and I've, I've never run into issues with yeah. the person. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You don't even have to like the first person I've tried, like not even giving the speeches, like coming up being like, Hey, yeah, like I'm Max. I just run a painting company. Like, just want to see if you know where the uh, strata president lives because they're in that, like in that strata. And then yeah. they point it to you. You go to them and be like, Hey, like I'm a local business owner. Like, notice so and so is peeling. Like, want to see if you like are looking at getting that done. They're usually super nice people. Yeah, I would recommend that because then that's more so like with pro works. Like, that's one thing that I get frustrated with, like the student works name is that. Like you can still get into the strata world, but I, I find with a lot of them that I talk to, they're like, oh yeah, we have a guy that we just hired back year in, year out that like takes care of this. And like the concern of like having a student works operator more or less is that it's like the turnover or not being able to like contact them again in the future. There are some that like I, or one in particular that has been like passed down throughout the student works lifetime. That's been really sweet that I've done the odd project with here, which has been cool. Um, but yeah, I would recommend doing that or like what Brady even talked about a long time ago, like the whole like baking brownies or buying cookies and bringing them to actual property management offices and just like introducing yourself. And like I actually at the the pro show last year, like the Sherwin one, I ran into this guy. He was super cool. He was like literally just like this one man show guy who literally like he he moved here from like the East Coast somewhere. Just I have a vague rec recollection of this guy. But I remember we were talking at the, the pro show and he's just like, yeah, man, like I literally just like made a bunch of like random business cards, started like a business. I was paying for a guy out east and I went to like every single real estate office and just walked in with like my business card, introduced myself and I have my like my face on my business card as well. So for your case, maybe that could be like you bring like a money letter in, for example, and it could be like a business card staple to the money letter and you could go into these offices and it's like, hey, Daniel, here, pro works painting. Um, and like, I mean, like Keiko did a lot of commercial work like she was doing like oh transformation all the time baby <laughs> but, um keiko has done like when she was doing pro works did like a milli like in edmonton in her years doing it so i know she's got like a, a good brand reputation of like the stratas and and other things like that with, with pro works name and whatever else she did with it as well so like i feel like just going in there and maybe breaking that barrier because i feel like maybe you're just like pushing the residential maybe a little too hard potentially and it's just not maybe working the same way as like a student name might be working with the pro works name potentially as what it seems like is like the reoccurring theme that i've noticed and i think like maybe just doing like a different type of cold calling but in a space with people that are going to be looking for that type of service with that type of branding might be a lot more beneficial for you because like i feel like like my franchisees that I work with my numbers and like, I, I feel like my numbers haven't necessarily changed a lot from this year in terms of like, like it's dropped a little bit for cold calling, but uh, it's, it's still like, we're still getting the names and we're going out cold calling and getting the names still. And I feel like it has to do with a lot of like student works is just a well-built name. And a lot of like the homeowners are like, yeah, I have a deck I want to do like, just hire the students sorry i get a lot of web leads or office leads that are like, Oh yeah. Like I'll be like, how'd you hear about us? Be like, Oh yeah. Like I, I um I had you guys come do this years ago and it, maybe it turns out it was college pro or something like that or it was university painters or whatever and they get it confused but since we're like the biggest student brand name when someone Google student we're the first name that pops up on the Google search bar versus now what you're missing out on is you don't necessarily have that competitive advantage of like oh we want to help a student still so let's just Google the students and then boom student works is popping up like you don't have a lot of homeowners that are like as and my, I could be twisted on that still at the same time but I just feel like from what I've seen over the years, like a lot of it is just like 
there's a lot of people that are like, there's a big market for just like, we want to help the students with like these simpler, smaller jobs in the residential game, especially in areas such as like, and that's why it's it's weird if like those bigger areas and that could just be like a brand reputation. So that has to get built out of like the, like the higher end housing areas, like in Sherrod Park or Windermere or even like Summerside and, and areas like that, where like, I know like as a student, it's very rare that I, like my lead percentage when I go into those communities, it's just like so much lower in comparison to when I go to like the more like normal household kind of income areas, for example. I don't know. What do you think of that? Like, no, it makes sense. I I agree with it. But uh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. Other thing too is I've got such a small team. There is a little bit of hesitancy yeah. with like if I was to book a massive project, I wouldn't be able to produce it right now anyway. So it's just like. Well, like a like twenty to thirty thousand dollar fence. No, you could do that. It would just it would literally consume like the only crew that I have, right? So just it's just right. it's a weird, it's a weird place. That's all. Okay, so, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Are you bringing on a second our second crew right away? There's no point. I don't have the fucking work. Hmm. Like I literally at the pace that we're going because my crew is destroying budgets. Like they're running like a 120, 125% efficiency on average. Like at the rate that I'm going, I will be out of work in like three weeks. Shit. Do you so, think you need to book the work first and then find the crew? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, like if I added another crew right now, I'd literally just be shooting myself in the foot and putting my two painters that are currently with me out of work. Maybe. Or maybe that, that's like the push that you need to to find that work no the push is already there max <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like there's there is no lack of push i'm very aware that i need to go get the work like that's not the issue no what's the like so the issue just the lack of leads pretty much like i just like i'm at the point of just like the other thing too is like i didn't have any money letters until like this week like i just got them and it had been a month without money letters so i sent out like ten thousand of them and then there was nothing <laughs> for like a month and then i finally got them so i'm going to mm -hmm. send out another ten thousand. and i do have cold callers now like i have the three or the two guys going out like three to four times a week but just like the lead to estimate ratio has been terrible and then when i do set up estimates like this week like schedule nine estimates go to four like that's rough <laughs> you know what i mean so there's just a lot that's outside of my control so it's yeah. like I, I, I'm doing a lot of the inputs, like I'm focusing on that, but it's just, we're not seeing the results. So it's, it's yeah, just like it sounds to me like you sh like shouldn't dwell on this week. Like that's kind of a, you know, yeah. a couple of anomalies in each, each kind of sector or sector. So like, as long as you're continuing those inputs, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that you had so many SMS cancel this week, that fucking sucks. Obviously <laughs> super unpleasant. Definitely like takes a hit on you mentally. It's like, we'll see how next week goes. Like, obviously, weeks before you didn't have that happening. So it might just be like the stars aligned and just <laughs> shit struck everything at the same time this week in terms of uh, like leads per hour and stuff like that. Like, it's shitty that like it lowered from previous years. But like, also, you can view it as just like, maybe that's the new norm. Like, in Calgary, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 leads an hour. That's just like that's what you get <laughs> unless you have like a $1,200 average job size in those areas. Usually people have like a 1.0 lead per hour, but it's like those people with a 0.5, 0.6 lead per hour, they're still kind of booking work. They still have that stress of their crews kind of running out of work soon and they still have to go find a way to book work. So it's just a different year.
I definitely think exploring that that commercial realm though is a good idea. I think yeah, just, I've yeah. had a few breakthroughs in that department, yeah. but the problem too with commercial stuff is it takes time. Like it doesn't, it's not an overnight thing. Like I could do a bunch of shit right now and I might not see the results of that for six to 12 months. Like it, it takes time. Mm -hmm. So I haven't made some progress. Like I'm, I'm getting into the realm of the property managers and stuff a little bit. Um, and I do have some connections. I met somebody at the pro show and all they do is um, like they're with Sherwin, but all they do is deal with the paint and property managers and so they're always looking for connections, like partnerships for people that they can refer whenever the property managers can't get the work done. So like he's going to be referring me and stuff like that now too. So like that's helpful. Like I am starting to make some progress there, um, but it's not something that's going to fix things overnight for sure. For sure. For sure. And how's your, uh, I think we talked about this last week already, but um like job site involvement this year because you said you have one crew so is it two or three painters on the crew two two sweet okay yeah, always two and then and then um like are they fairly independent now i know like you still said like obviously like you like to go and like be around for the client obviously quite a bit and, and yeah, still last like, week i, out and I like went that. out and helped them with a stairwell because there was a really yeah. complex stairwell that we were doing and i went to help them for a day on that but like the rest of the week they were just doing their thing okay yeah, nice. like okay. For me, has opened up time to do other stuff. Like I did a couple estimates during during the week last week, which was good. My Saturday was the rough day. Like yesterday, I had like Are I had four sure. estimates, yeah. and I went to one. <laughs> it was just like fuck, like you yeah. know. So like during like the week, I've they're pretty autonomous. Like they haven't done an exterior yet. We're doing our first exterior job this week. Um, so but Kelly's done so many with me. Like I'm not super worried about that. I was leaving yeah. her a little bit. So yeah, yeah. they're pretty. That's cool. That's cool. Like they're pretty self self sufficient. Like honestly, they don't really need me, which has kind of opened up my days a little bit to make calls and do these other things. And I have a list of next week. I'm, there's a list of uh, I found some stratas like around my house, like some bigger, taller buildings that like needed the work. And I figured out who owns those. So now I need to, I'm gonna go okay. there and like just be like, hey, like I noticed you own these, like or you manage these, and like it needs the work. And then try and hey, can I get you a complimentary estimate? Like just something, right? So yeah, yeah. Where is most well, that, of your time going to right now? Last week, uh, a yeah. combination of my business, personal stuff, so training, um, other things like that, gym, and then estimates. All right. How many hours of cold calling? Like, because I know you said you have three guys going out three days a week. You said two guys, three days. Two a guys. Week. Oh, how often are you going out? I go once per week. Why don't like, can you make more time in the schedule to go uh, five times a week? Like now oh, that no, that's strange? not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest with you. Why? Because weekends, Saturdays, estimate days, uh, Sunday is my day. Uh, that's when I spend my time with my family and do the things that I need to do. Friday nights don't make any sense to cold call. And then Monday to Thursday, it depends on how other things are going in the business. But I have it scheduled right now for Wednesday. Like I could step up the cold calling a little bit. I don't know if it's going to help. I'm going to be totally honest with you. It might, it might not. But like, I mean, if you're sitting here telling us that you're going to run out of work in three weeks and like, obviously there's pressure to go book work. Like, I don't know if you're in a position to say like, oh, Friday nights aren't ideal for cold calling. Like, yeah, that's true. Usually it's not as effective, but like, even if you get an extra lead, like great and it's like if you're if your crews are all trained up right now like between making calls and estimates 
like and i guess you're not really recruiting anymore right now but like yeah, yeah. so between calls I'm and still, estimates... still doing interviews like i'm still interviewing people like i've interviewed quite a few people looking at like bringing people on but i'm just i found a couple candidates that i was like oh this would be maybe a good fit but i just we're not quite there yet where it's like if i bring somebody on we're just not gonna have work for them so why okay. don't you why don't you take your like your one crew you know even for like take them for a few days and get them to do just marketing for you know, even like if for right now it's they do marketing on, on Fridays or something like that. So for one, you can like prolong your work. The reason I don't market on Friday is not by choice. It's typically the worst night for cold. Or, no, sorry. I don't mean like that. Or you can even have the market on Wednesdays. I mean, like just have your painters like market one day out of the week so that you can one, prolong the amount of work that you have left two get more leads that way. And three, still have your painters having work. Yeah. Like it would be an opportunity for you to like not take away from your painters, but then get them to help you source more work because it, it's pretty tough to bring on two people instantly to your marketing team. But if you have those people in your system and I'm assuming they do some form of job site marketing, then, you know, they, they should know how to, how to do basic cold calling. Yeah. Well, we do job site market. Like they, they'll go cold calling between jobs. But yeah. So. Like, like you could definitely scale it up with them for a little bit to help get some more work. Uh-huh. I I had to do that a few times last year when I was out of work. Like I just brought everyone together. We all out went for a cold call session and it kind of gave it like a little spike and we got some good leads and booked a decent amount of work out of it. So I don't know, just an idea. It might it might help. Might might not, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I think like even if cold calling more might not be as effective as like, you know, with the first time around or whatever, it's like it's still going to be more effective than not doing it. So it's like you might still get an extra couple leads here and there. Uh, cost per lead is probably going to be higher if you're hitting the area multiple times over and over again. But it's like better than nothing. So it's like I, I, I would look into making time like the five nights a week, Monday through Friday. And just cold calling five to eight. I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe five days a week is a little like a little much because there's a lot of other things that are going on. And yeah, I'm gonna be totally honest. Five days a week isn't gonna happen for me. Like it's just not. It's not doable. But I think you know potentially upping it to like two or three like just getting more hours where you can would be feasible <clears throat> i think you might just have to like you know really get your people on board with the idea that they might have to do some some more marketing in order for <laughs> for work to keep coming in like just like i guess kind of being honest with them in, in that sense might get them more bought into that as well well i I feel like just whatever you want to do, dude, like whatever your goal is and whatever you, you want to get out of the year and like the numbers are in front of you. Now you have your sample size. It might not be like what you want it to be, but if if you don't want to go and do like the other things, then nothing's going to change, I guess.
what are you what are you usually doing like during the evenings like during the week is that your call time or what are you doing those days Uh, either family or cold calling up until about two weeks ago when I stopped cold calling as much. Now I just go once a week. so now is it like are all those other times family For the most part. is Like that what I'll do, you I'll do evening calls and stuff like that. Um, payroll, administrative stuff, things like that. But for the most part, it's at home with my family. Okay. And is like, is it like four days a week? You said well, one day for uh cold calling and four for family. Yeah, at the moment. Okay. And is that like what you want? Ideally, yes. I mean, like, there are some limitations um, towards what I want to be spending my time on. Of course, like, I want to focus on the business, but I've also put my family second to my business for the last two years. And I don't know how healthy that's been. And it's definitely had an effect. Okay, that's fine then. Like, if you want to spend time with your family, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Like, <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad thing to want that. But then you just gotta like look at the stats of kind of this year's stats of how many leads you're getting an hour and kind of just readjust expectations from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like I said, I understand why we're here. I'm just frustrated. And the only issue is not like, it's nothing to do with like the business side of things. It's just figuring out how to deal with. That's why I said it was a mental grind. Yeah. Like I understand what's happening in my business and I Yeah, know it why feels like it you is. already know what you need I to know do. why it is the way that it is. I'm just frustrated. And like, that's the battle that I'm having. It's not that I need to figure out what to do in the business. Cause I know what needs to be done. It's just, trying How to to balance keep that, my like with your personal life. Yeah, how to how to have that with my like personal life and how to balance not being frustrated by the out like the outcomes because I have no control over them and I know this. Like I'm fully aware of it, but it's just like after a little while of just like bashing your head against the wall, it fucking it becomes hard. Like it's yeah. And it's just I don't know. Like <laughs> I can only do like so much and I think we talked about this before, but I'm just starting to realize like that I have other things that are also important to me. And the last two years, I just didn't give a fuck. I was like, yeah, just head down, grind. Like who they give, like I literally just put everything second to my business, my health, my family, everything else came second. And it's just not a sustainable way to continue running a business. And so I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, like if I want to have balance, how do I do this? And that's That's where I'm at, but I am a little frustrated that even when I do set myself up and what I feel like should be the right path to success, I get fucking like sideswiped. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh shit, that didn't work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you might have been having the wrong conversation there for the beginning. Like, yeah, especially if you know, you know, what needs to be done, then, you know, there's no point of trying to. talk through that from the business perspective it's like i how do i explain it it's like um if the tap is broken and you turn up the water that doesn't mean that more water is going to come out of the tap if that makes sense i get what you're saying man i honestly do Yeah, it's like I can go and like, sure, I can go like an extra three nights a week and I can murder myself cold calling and 
do these extra things, but I just don't know if that's going to produce results. Like based off of what I'm seeing from like what we're getting right now, I'm just not sure that that's going to give me what I'm looking for. But wait, okay, hold on. Cause right now you're now talking about business as well. Like, are you like, what's the, I'm just confused. Cause you were saying like, you don't want to like market those other four days a week. Cause you want to spend that time with family, which like fair enough. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But now you're saying like you're not you don't you're not sure if you want to do that just because of like the results. Like no, no, I was I was referring to the conversation we were just having where you're like, go do all this extra shit. I'm like, sure, we can do that. But like if you look at the numbers, I'm not sure that that's going to be effective. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think what I what I see, bro, in all honesty, is um your average job size is a hell of a lot higher this year. So that means that what naturally happened with your ProWorks branding has come true with like you, the bigger jobs are more trusting towards you with your brand. You even told us that like the price objection has come quite a bit lower as well, switching that brand because people are just more trusting from the scenes of scenes of what you kind of told us as well, which is what we predicted as well. And I think where that offset is happening is you're just getting less leads, but the leads that are converting and going through are those big jobs that are the ones that you're you're looking for anyways and i don't know i just i personally think like and i know you're like a machine dude like i i just in my opinion like you got two painters going you don't really have to be there that much maybe you go say hi in the morning and you go say hi when the job's done or throughout the day or chill or whatever help with the odd like hard thing here that leaves like hell of a lot of time during the day to like go fuck around with some like B2B shit. Like I would try to like incorporate like one full day into just like going and bugging the shit out of like real estate offices and and uh property management companies. Like there's so many property management companies scattered. Like if I was in ProWorks, that's what I would do. I have like one day dedicated to just like literally walking into like property management company doors and real estate firms. And I even do that, I've done that a lot, even with like student work. So like literally just like like even in like like the like the Parsons area that's like that you know that is obviously right yeah and like there's like a big one in there and i just like marched my ass in there one day and i was like who the fuck can i talk to that like makes decisions here basically i was like i run a painting business i gave a bunch of business cards though i mean it did fuck all for me but it was like i still went and did it and like i mean i just feel like me going into there if like student works it's more like oh wow that's so great like yeah we'll see if anyone wants to support you but like with pro works it's more like you're actually, and like what I was saying with that guy earlier, I don't think I even actually finished my story, but uh, the guy, what he told me that I met at home show last year, he just like went and like dropped a bunch of these um, business cards of his face off to these people at, the, at these real estate places. And he didn't even have a legitimate business. He was just like, yeah, it's me with my face on a business card. Like I run a painting business. And he said that he was able to generate enough work just to like keep him and another person busy of like commercial work. And of like, like I just, and I know like my uncle, he does like commercial painting and he has like, a bunch of like honestly like fucking bums working for him that just like look like the most rattiest guys ever and they're out there busting out like these like commercial industrial jobs and other like random shit like that like maybe even like go to like the industrial area in edmonton which is like that southeast section in there and go start hitting up some of those like businesses or go to niski where there's like a big industrial area as well there's some like where those oil like industrial places are they have so much fucking money and they all have buildings buildings that need to get painted and i'm sure if you even just lap it one day and drive through it you'll see a bunch of like even just like like office buildings that you can go and do or um like i know like even keiko and her business she paints a bunch of like like she i know she painted like the sport check i know that she's done like there's people who like paint walmarts there's like there's all these like different like i see it like all the time like i even 
went to self common once and um i saw like the uh the montanas just look like absolute shit i walked yeah, in there talked i actually to already them. already did that one yeah that one nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. no i like i have yeah. gone around like driving yeah. around looking for places yeah, and like tried totally. to reach out and stuff like that um yeah it's just not seeing it's just not it's no and you, and you yeah. probably won't right away like that's why it's so defeating but it's i i mean i'm brady like feel like pipe up here dude because like this is honestly like john like transitioned into this whole domain and i don't think it was an easy transition for john the other thing you gotta recognize too is you did two works of student works and went into pro work so yeah you don't have as well out of like a reputation you have a great reputation but it's not as large it's not big like yeah. it would have been for like doing four or five years like of john's mm-hmm. case doing well and you also think too like with john's marketing budget and the yeah. amount of money that he could put into it versus kind of what i'm operating with like yeah. it's substantially more and like totally. i can pump money into the business but it's like i also have to survive feed my family do all these other things and like there's a limitation to how yeah. much that i can actually put into it mm-hmm. so, yeah so i just i i just find it like I just, I don't know, for me, like I, I like I last year I had my, like my six painters going May was kind of like a shit show in my business last year, but like, got it all like flowing, got some roof racks for people, showed them how to like start a job, how to finish a job. I still like, you guys know me, like I love the client experience. I'd still go check in, hang up the client, go and like close down jobs sometimes too, as well. And like be a part of it. But I had like so much time during last summer to fuck around and do like whatever I wanted, in all honesty. And so like, I just I feel like you have a lot of time during the day. Like, so we don't I don't want you to take away from your family like that would like that sucks. But like, like, I like, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to like ask like a like a shitty question here, or a hard question. But like, are you maybe like, are you getting the support that you need from your family? Like, do you feel like they're pushing you to like want to go do this? Or do you feel like? maybe you're like being like held back potentially. And like, I don't know, like, I, I have no idea just like the way like you're talking about it. I just feel like I don't like, I don't hear a lot of like, there's not like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to put like create scenarios or anything like that. But like, I know like even with like Megan, like the plan was like to make her a sales rep and like to move her in that direction. And I, I bet you that might've been like a hard conversation to have once like the business isn't where you want to have. And now that's not happening or like, I don't know. I just, just thoughts I, I've had in the past. And I just, I feel like, maybe you don't have that, that backing. Cause I just, I don't know how you don't have the time during a day of only two painters to go and like do a shit ton during the day and come home and like be like the sickest dad and fiance to like during the evening and like even late afternoons and the weekends. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not that I'm not getting the support um, at home. Like Megan supports me immensely. That's fucking awesome then. Yeah. Um, so that's not really a problem. Um, the only trick, the issue is having, like I have a hard time drawing the line between her being my fiance and me being her boss. That's tricky. It's tricky to navigate. Like there's certain conversations that go differently because yeah. of that. And certain things like, we're just like, I don't know. Do I push her? Do I make her work harder? Or do I let her do her thing? Like, it's just, it's weird. And I'm not sure how to navigate that. Like it's different working with an employee um, versus, you know, someone yeah. Care about is, so. is she one of the painters on the like? Is she one of the painters then, like right now, like on the like the she two jumps person. like randomly every once in a okay. while? But I mean, it also didn't help like because she injured her ID band, so like, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. so like that so through like huge because she was she was marketing and like going out cold calling, doing things like that, and then she injured yeah. her ID band, couldn't walk, like that kind of fucked shit up, and it's starting to get better, like it's it's significantly better, but still not perfect so like that kind of threw a wrench into it and then it's just like so she's been doing calls yeah. and stuff like that and she's been helping with other aspects of it um but it's just like 
I don't know. It's it's a weird. I I haven't figured out how to navigate it yet, and that's probably on me. But no, dude, that's a tough one, dude. I I had my girlfriend paint with me in my first year, and it was fucking weird. It yeah. was tough. It's <laughs> tough. Was, I'm just like I don't yeah. know when to be your fiance and when to be yeah. your boss, and it's like. Yeah, so it's just a weird thing to navigate. I haven't figured it out yet. So do you feel like with her being like injured and down that there's like a sense of like, and I'm just speaking from personal experience here of this, like I I've had it with where like I've been dating someone and then doing student works, either they're like painting for me or they're like separate, but they might not be like doing as much or they're like days aren't as like perfect example um with like sam when she wasn't before she got her job when she was just like kind of doing her thing after student works until she found her job in like february march like i i to be honest you felt like really guilty sometimes for like going out and just like pumping out a bunch of work and like getting after it and, and like doing as much as i could because like she was just like chilling and like was like doing her own thing and was like bored or whatever and not doing as much and if her working full-time like she works full-time job right now and then she's also working at at rogers for like the hockey games i feel like more pumped up because like i know she's out there grinding and getting it done and she's like pushing me to also like get out there and grind and get it done and i'm wondering if it's like just for like this brief moment right now potentially of her being injured and down is there any of that that's creeping in potentially where like because i just i just don't i just don't see how like it's a very real possibility yeah 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 enough because like i just i don't know man like two painters going and, and like not a lot of leads coming in like that's a, that's a lot of time to like Can you pull up your calendar daniel no, well i don't I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't use a like a yeah, google online i don't even want to get calendar. down that like, you don't, i need to like yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. i'm just like i i just i i think from that perspective like i just have personal experience like i find that like especially if someone you're with like it's just like can either be like the most like because i've seen like when with megan like when she came out cold calling with us like we were just like a fucking powerhouse like all of us when we used to all go cold calling together and everything like that so like i know she pushes you hard and i know she has like like i know she's very positive for you. i'm just curious maybe for this like specific time maybe she's like frustrated because she really wanted to do like the sales rep thing like really full time and maybe she's also frustrated because like the business isn't to the size that you both thought it wasn't and maybe she's feeling a lot of the same frustration that you are as well and of her like being out right now it's probably like like it's just maybe like a little bit of like a like well fuck maybe i'll just like chill with her this afternoon or this morning or and, and like i'm just i just don't know what else like like i feel like the daniel i know with like all things going smooth and, and, and working well like you would just be out like annoying the shit out of like real estate people and, and property management companies and because like cold calling is whatever like you're putting the time in of cold calling like you got hours like that's happening like and that's just not working as well and it's just like the pivot now to go do something that's new and, and uncomfortable potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's definitely a lack of um, skill there for sure. So I just like it's one of those areas where I'm like not super confident in it. I don't know how to get super confident in it. And so there's hesitancy for sure. Um, totally. Totally. And then I am also training like in the mornings a lot. So most of my time like doesn't really like I don't really start working on my business probably like 9, 30, 10 a.m. So like... So yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But that's with the exception easy. of job starts. Like, if I go and do job starts, then I'll start my day, go do job starts, do my training after, and then start working. Right. Right. right, right so right. it's kind of like it's you, manageable in terms of time. Do you find yourself to be like 
like throughout the days, are you finding yourself to be like very effective with the work you're doing? Or are you finding that you're sometimes like paralyzed and, you know, just like kind of sitting there and be like, oh, what the fuck do I do next? And like end up not getting as much done. I feel pretty effective. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I sit down to make calls, I sit down to make calls. Like I just purge through them. Like it's not the end of the world. If I'm going cold calling, I'm going cold calling. Like, I mean, to be fair, honestly, my marketers are better than I am. Like I'm, I'm good at it, but like, they're still getting more leads than I am. Like when I go cold calling. So. That's fair. I, I, I like personally, I just feel like there's something, something missing here. Like, um, cause I, I know like, like you're, you're doing the things that you need to be doing. I, mean, I guess this is where your frustration is coming from. Yeah, right? that's the, yeah, exactly. See, now you guys are on the same page as me now. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I kind of like, I understand it, but it's just trying to continue to do it without being frustrated and annoyed and beating myself up about it. Cause it's just like, there's only so much that you can do, but Skylar makes a great point about, probably more emphasis on the commercial real estate side of things. So I think that's going to be a, a heavier focus. Like maybe I'll just spend some time, like instead of making calls, maybe I'll just see if Megan can make calls for this week and I'll just go drive around like an asshole for like 15 <laughs> hours and just fucking just show up with a bunch, <laughs> bunch of my business cards. Yeah, just, <laughs> hey, I'm alive. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I think maybe that could be a better yeah. focus. Like, I think we have pushed pretty heavy on the residential side of things. Um, yeah. And so it probably is insanity, maybe on some level. Like, I think what you're mm -hmm. speaking is a lot of truth in all honesty. And I, um, I don't know, like even like, fuck, like Zach, like Stefan, man, like homie, like, emailed some office buildings in in white court and then books like a like what 12 grand like dental office or some shit like that like it yeah like it's a small town and like whatever but like you know it's like it might be tougher to build that connection edmonton but you just have to do a little bit more searching i suppose like i feel like in small towns it's just like obvious there's like two dentist places or like one property management company so you just with edmonton there's like these like hidden ones and you gotta like go and like there's so much shit and so condensed and everything like that but like i honestly i just i don't I don't see how that's not a possibility. It's just like listening to like the weekly call podcast and how John talks about it so much. Like he talked so much about even like in his years of like student works and when he started pro works. And I know you're probably being coached a lot on this right now, Brady, as well as like, it's about relationships and developing relationships and it does take time to foster it and, and, and to make that happen. And like goal dependent for you. That's why I asked like, what's your goal? And like, like, I know it's just, you just want to do as much as you can, but like, maybe that looks like just taking it like, maybe like like at the end of the day you're you're a third year operator right like it's 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 your first year ever going into like a full-time position with it and it's going to take time to build those relationships that are that are out there and like the sample like just for all of that in purpose extensive but um i think it's just going to start with that like especially in a lot of those areas like we haven't had like a lot of like really really great franchisees except for like like i know sure parks like a like a sick area like is, is such a good area but like like the millwoods area and like though like i don't think like a lot of companies are like targeting that area a lot like it's like it's i think it's time to like branch out a little bit and go explore some other spaces and get like as familiar as you are with like your old student works areas with like these new areas and find opportunities because like even like i i met this this one guy's name he's uh his name's spencer and he runs uh um he, i'm pretty sure he did university first class yeah. And then I think their, their pro division is called elite. I'm pretty sure. And I jumped on a phone call with him. I got like 
met him through a different person or never. And he was so cool. I just, I talked to him. He, he does look like 1.2 million just in Sherwood park. And he does like a lot of like high end residential commercial and like industrial stuff. Like, and he was like super cool dude to chat with. So I don't know, maybe go like find some of these other random painting companies in the city and try to, I mean, maybe that won't work out the best because it's competition <laughs> potentially, but it's cool. Like people are no, really, I, I mean, conversation. It, like, it, it's, competition isn't yeah. bad. And I yeah. like, I literally yeah. had a conversation with two girls in the, in a painting store right after the pro show, I went to go pick up my money letters from the yeah. Sherwin uh, in the commercial one, like the one eleven, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was two girls there and they're like, Oh, we saw you at the pro show and we saw you here. And I didn't realize that they had seen me, but I was all like decked out yeah. in my, my pro work stuff. And we started talking about, um the plastic uh you know the plastic masking that we were talking about and they're oh, like yeah. oh just so you're aware like be careful because if you spray on your first coat and you let it dry like if you're going to do it over multiple days if you accidentally hit the plastic then it will shake off into your new paint and i was like oh fuck that's actually What's like <laughs> i was like that's really cool to know i had no idea and then i was like thank you and they're like yeah like it's all good because we basically were talking about like scarcity mentality and they're like well if we all share stuff with each other and everybody, as a result, gets totally. better in the industry. All of a sudden, the entire industry improves, and now all of us can charge more. So, just yeah. like, yeah. why are we like holding each other back? Like, it's like it's just the wrong mentality to have. And I thought totally. that was super cool. So, I, there, I mean, there is, yeah. there are those people out there. So, it's definitely worth. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. and I love that part. Like, uh, and that's how like I've always been. With, like, like even like we 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 show up to the pro show, and I I see like the Scholars Edge guy. And like, I saw him like, kind of like see like the mob of student works, people come in and kind of side eyes us, but I just like went right up to him. Like, yo, dude, what's up? And like, started chatting with him. And he was like, super cool. Like I, I've always been that way. And I, and I, yeah, like and it's just like building relationships. I mean, like even talk to like some of the sales reps, like, I don't know, like, like Brad is like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I just, I feel like you're just like being a dead horse with like what you have in the past, like and everything. And you're just not like you're just being like you're not stubborn but you're just like like yes it's like it's tough to like change your mentality and go learn something new because you're like oh fuck i know how to cold call like i can beat that up like that goes well like that's that's what that is but like just like you gotta like start to pivot into this new this new like this new thing because that's what's going to be your bread and butter like it's not going to be your residential clients that are going to be like putting food on your on your table for the rest of your life it's going to be easier you're gonna to have to like work hard for the residential clients until you like build up a great name for yourself like i'm sure if you guys brady like like your referral game is insane down there i bet right like you guys have like john's been doing it for how long like it's it's built up to that point right now but like i said like it's your third year like you've done great work but it's still such a small sample size for what's to come over the next few years for that to actually build up to the point and um like I'm, I'm finding, like I'm finding, I'm just starting to experience that now, like even like better than I thought I ever would. Like just like random fucking people calling me, leaving me voicemails, and being like, "Oh yeah, like this person." I don't even like remember the client's name sometimes, and I'm like, "Who the fuck? Like who referred me?" Or like people will put, like ask on Facebook pages. And I have this one client who's like referred me because he just for from a few years ago. Like it just it takes time for that to like compound over, and just the same way it's going to take time for like the real estate stuff and and all that to to build up, right? Like no one knows who ProWorks is right now other than like what Keiko did a number of years ago. Right. And, and like, and honestly, like another like simple thing that like, I think you're, you're overlooking as well as like, and I don't know the stats on it either, but, but like home shows, man, like I remember going over to like Jen's booth and she like told me she had like 70 leads and she got them all for herself. And she was like joking. She's like, yeah, like kind of hope Daniel does stay away. Cause like I get 70 leads all to myself now. And there were like some that were for like, 
fucking huge warehouses and like big, big, big jobs. I don't know how she's doing right now, but I know that like it's out there and I feel like you by not like doing home shows, it's like, okay, well like that's one thing you're like, just saying, fuck it. It doesn't work just because of like, no, that mistakes were made guys. Like I, I can own my mistakes. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm aware of that. (laughs) We don't have to go into that. (laughs) I'm fully aware of it. The the reason that I didn't go was budgetary. It was like, do I spend $4,000 on this, which I don't know if it works and it hasn't in the past based off previous results just for me, or do I take that same money and apply it to cold calling? And then I didn't end up with a marketing team and then I had the budget. So it was just like, it was, I, I fucked up. And it was a learning moment. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's, I, yeah. that's that's my bad. Like I was I was assuming I would have a marketing team. I was going to put all that money into marketing. Everything was going to be good. And then didn't do the home show. Didn't have cold callers. Got completely fucked. So like that's on me. I can own that one. Basically, to summarize, like something Jacob actually said to me at the start of the year that I really liked is like as you're trying to scale your business and grow it, you just need to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Cause like, you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. So you just want to do everything. Yeah. So moving forward, that will not be the choice that I make. Um, but yeah, at the time it was just like, you know, I thought like, I don't know, I got almost nothing out of my home show. I made $333 off my home shows in the first two years of my operation. Fair so, enough. Yeah. No, you know, fair. like when you see that happen and you're like, do I spend my money on cold calling, which was 80% of my business, or do I spend yeah. my money on home shows, which was literally 0.03% of my business? <laughs> it's like, hmm. And then it was like, okay, you know what? I'll put it all there. But then didn't have the marketing team, wasn't able to hire it out, ended up still having the budget, but now also having no leads. And like, mm-hmm. that's my bad. And it was kind mm-hmm. of funny because like when I was talking to Corey about it, he was like, it's like, he was trying to, he almost blamed himself for it. And I was like, dude, like, that's my decision. I'm a fucking adult. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's like, I should have told you to do it, but he's like, I don't know where to be firm with you and where to like, let things slide. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I fucking said I wasn't going to do it. That's my fault. Like, I'm fine with that. I understand that that was a mistake. And it's like moving forward, I probably won't do that. Even if I don't necessarily see the results, it's a great opportunity for networking. And there was other things that I overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. and it is what it is, but like at this point, there's no more home shows. So like, I can't dwell on that. I have to move on. hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. And I, I'm just like, I just, I, I think you're going to be fine, dude. Like you, you're going to be doing this business for so long and you're like, you're just, it's the first year in it. Everyone I've talked to in ProWorks is like, even Sienna talking about it. She was like pissed. She's like, yeah, like people were like, they know student works really well, Moose Job, but they don't know ProWorks. So like a lot of people that I was like putting my name out to whatever we're calling student works, not me. And it's like, mm-hmm. Buster like you're just experiencing that part of it right now and it's a shitty feeling and yeah but i just think like keep doing your shit like keep being the daniel that you are and like it's gonna turn around man like it's it's gonna turn around and like who cares like whatever like if you don't end up like doing like five hundo in your first year like who gives a shit you know what i mean like even you said like you you can live on like it's not that big of a deal like you're doing this for how many years right like five years from now do you think like this is going to be an issue I don't yeah. theoretically. Yeah. So I think you'll be cool, man. Like, and it's, it's frustrating. Like if I, if I was in your position too, I'd be fucking pissed. So like, I'm not downplaying anything, anything you're feeling by any means. Cause like not at all, but just, yeah, it's just, feel for you, dude. Yeah. It's just trying to figure that part of it out. I understand everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know what needs to be done. And I'm like, I'm in a good position where it's like, we'll be okay. I think, 
but it does there is a, a level of, of frustration and that's what i meant when i said like the mental game like it's not totally. it's not totally. the business side of things that i'm having trouble figuring out it's my brain and like staying mm-hmm. motivated in the face of what feels like defeat mm-hmm. is your original goal that you said at the start of the year 550 is that weighing on you at all right now or is that substantially not yeah because substantially because like we're like we're kind of at the midpoint right now Mm -hmm. of like i just not quite the middle of the year but it's two weeks away and to be 20 percent of the way at this point is just yeah yeah no i hear you man like it's heavy absolutely yeah i i've been behind my my goal by quite a bit and i know if i can it drains you like (laughs) it is not a fun place to be um i don't know if like now is the time or like when the right time is but like you might even consider kind of readjusting your goal to something that's like lower and it's like yeah maybe it's like nothing crazy but at least then it's it's not gonna be such a daunting number because like if you every single day you're waking up and you're like fuck i'm only booked at 20 percent next day like or next week you're now at, only at like 19 percent because like <laughs> another week passed and it's like you keep getting further and further away from your goal. Like I know for me that that really gets to me. So it's like maybe readjusting your goal could even help you out mentally in that, in that sense. Okay. I'm going to say something. All I hear is just is excuses. <laughs> and I think you just underestimated how much work it was actually going to take. Explain. So, it, like I love how Sky was giving you all these extra ideas and how Max was diving into the cold calling, how like, why don't you just go five times a week? As, as soon as Max said that, you literally just excuse, excuse, excuse. Like obviously, so like let's say it goes 550, that goal's gonna come with sacrifices. In your situation, which I totally respect it, I and I can't um talk about it because I'm not in your situation, but you obviously prioritize family, which is very healthy in my opinion as well. So I agree with that. Um, so therefore you have to sacrifice your goal though for your business and prioritize family. Whereas if you wanted to prioritize your business, like you said, you did the past two years, you're sacrificing your family, but you noticed in your current lifestyle that it wasn't as healthy for you. So you are now sacrificing your business goals to have a, it sounds like you're having a better lifestyle overall, like your Spartan races, you're fit, you're healthy, better family time, which is great. But then therefore you're sacrificing your business. Yeah. So therefore... Uh, I think basically you just underestimate how much work you had to do. And I'm giving you an example. So after my first year of student works, um, my goal was to like basically double for my second year. So I literally talked to Jessica. I just doubled everything. I sent out two times as much money letters. I doubled my face. I maximized my Facebook ad spend. I um, double posted on Facebook. So instead of every second, we get it every week. So I just, I just basically doubled everything. So that so that's what i had to do so i think you were coming into the year expecting or so not expecting underestimating how much work is actually going to take and and now that you're not getting the results like you're saying that you were expecting because you were like oh with this one input i should have this much results so i think that's where the, the problem is and specifically 550 with no prior pro works experience yeah with your current lifestyle like it's not it's not uh, happening yeah yeah it's not like that's going to be the norm going forward it's just Correct. like right now the sacrifices you have to make with where you're at to hit that 550 is going to be very different than in let's say five years 
well and like skylar was saying too um with the sienna example right like her first year was her hardest because like she was calling all these people and, and everyone thought they're like oh who's sienna like we know student works right obviously some people are gonna remember your name of course but like you said, Steamworks has such a good brand that it was almost, I guess, in a sense, easier at the start to get the jobs. Whereas you're like Scott was saying about referrals and like how us with John and Kelowna now, like you're not going to get those referrals until about two or three years out from now. So, so the first year is going to be your hardest year. Like you're going to put in most of your work right now. So, yeah, I think yeah. you just got to make a choice of like what you want out of this year. Like, is the goal for this year to prioritize family and just like overall a balanced lifestyle or is the goal to set up the business? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, ideally you would have both, but maybe in your first year, that's not reasonable. The same way that like for a rookie franchise operator with student works, it's not reasonable to have a very balanced like May 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just want to say one thing as well, like moving forward, I just, I don't think we should use excuses. Like it's, it's so pointless. Like imagine going to, to boat cruise and talking to every single person. Oh, how'd you do this? You're like, oh, I wanted to do 200, but I only did 150 because of this or because of that. Like you can always, well, not always, but like, like for the most part, you can always work harder, do more. Like I had a call with Amra on Wednesday. I asked um, Amra, like, hey, Amra, like any tips for like, for John and I to like push together 2 million. And Amr said two words to me. He said, do more. And I said, I said, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean do more? He's like, do more of everything. And then, then, yeah, man, it's just simple. Like, just yeah. do more. <laughs> like, obviously, to an extent, like, you can't, you can't door knock a hundred times, but like, do more of everything. So I love what Skyler was saying about like, the strata, like, like, who cares if it's just listening? Just fucking go up and door knock. They say, fuck off. They say, fuck off. Like, it is what it is. Skyler says he does it. It sounds like he has some success. Um, reach out to the property manager, managers, like, dude, do all that stuff. Like, like, yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff to do. Just do more of it, pretty much. Ryan Williams. What said. Ryan Williams said a quote a while ago on one of the calls, and it really stuck with me. I wrote it down. It was like the most simple shit, but it's uh, you'll either find a way or you'll find an excuse. I just yeah, dude. That. So when did he say that? Uh, it was like one of the company calls. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Like, um, for example, my first year, um, I, I was booked at 250, but I had to cancel um $39,000 of, of work because four of my painters quit um on the at the first week of uh, last week of July, first week of August. And then I kept using my excuse like, oh, yeah, I didn't do 250 because I had four painters quit. No, the truth is I didn't do 250 because I didn't overhire. That's why. Mm. So it was my fault. I didn't, I didn't complete all my work and I had to cancel all those jobs. Yeah. Now, obviously, at the time, I used that excuse for like probably for like four or five, six months until my second year when I realized how important overhiring actually was and how it actually works. So, so it's it's a learning experience, right? Yeah. I think all of last year, I used a lot of excuses with justifying where I was at. And in the moment, it feels good. But like at the end of the year, it feels like shit. Well, I'm just going to call everyone out right now like everyone's been using excuses these past this past month of everything like max like when skylar called you out what was it two episodes ago mm. you're you using excuses but then you you owned up to your excuses and now it sounds like you are in a better position now like you're you're admitting your 
you're lazy. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not sure you're just you're admitting that you weren't doing what you could have yeah. been doing, right? Yeah. 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 That's Daniel. And now I'm just sitting here feeling really silly, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> Fuck sakes. It, it's all like it happens, man. It's a, it's a learning experience. Like, like for example, like let's just let's just take a classic rookie, okay? Rookie comes in. Oh, what's your goal? Oh, I want to do the rookie record. Okay, sounds good. They have no idea how they're gonna do that. They have no idea how much work it's gonna take. Until they start doing it. And they're like, holy fuck. And then they start adjusting their goals, start lowering their goals, and that's what happens, right? So most like you don't really know until you until you start. Now you can get advice from from people that have been through that and done that, but sometimes people won't take it, like depending on the person, the they'll need to experience it for themselves before taking advice from other people. That's another thing you have to be careful of is like people you take advice from, make sure they've actually done the thing that you are asking advice on. Like if someone's never run a five hundred thousand dollar business before, do you like theoretically, how do you know that the advice they're giving on teaching you how to run a five hundred thousand dollar business is like like truthful or not, like legit? Like imagine if my net worth is a hundred grand, but I'm selling a course on how to be a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire, so like would you guys trust me? Like, probably not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, well no. You you made a bunch of very valid points just now. And the biggest one that I don't think I really considered was the fact that I did want to prioritize balance in my life this year versus the fun. last two years. My prioritization was make as much fucking money as I possibly could within my business. I know because I remember talking to, um, I think it was last year or two years ago, your first year in your rookie year. And I, I think it was in your rookie, right? Daniel, you said you would like, Every freaking day, you would just go and you'd run and instead of sending out money letters, you would run and physically draw them off. Yeah, I didn't have any money, so yeah, yeah. I was so so three, so you, yeah. you so you didn't make an excuse. You found a way. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I love what Skyler said. How um he's like, where's the like the Daniel before was like a way more businessy grind pusher, whereas like the Daniel now is more like he can he's more like a relaxed, more like a family and spend balanced lifestyle time, which is completely fine. It's if that's what you like, if that's your priority. Then I support it, but like don't expect this result if this is what you're actually doing you know what i mean like to what am i trying to say like to to become the person that you like want to become you have to like do what they would do right it's like to become someone that runs a five hundred fifty thousand dollar business you have to do what they would do yeah bro i think uh i i've experienced this a lot in my journey with the last five years as well a lot of um you start something on one potential like polar spec end of the spectrum, whether that might be uh, like a big one for me was job site involvement. I started off my year. I had a really big trust issues when it came to like hiring people didn't want to hire people. Cause like, I didn't think like I could train them and trust them to stay on job sites. Hence why I never cracked hundred K until my third year did 40 and 60 K my first two years and just became comfortable with the idea of just painting everything. And I was like, oh, I'll just make great profit. I'll have great references. Everyone will love me because like, I'll just be there. And I have, I know I'm great. And then I realized going to my third year that that was my biggest downfall. And I had to relearn how to like trust myself and that. But then I've noticed, especially coming into this year, I've gone from that polar extent to like almost the complete opposite of the spectrum where now I'm like almost virtually not involved in job sites at all. And it's gone too far to the other side and production's gotten kind of messy in that side of things. 
And I think that's what you're experiencing now. You're a very, cause you're, you're an extreme guy, Daniel, like you just are. So like, I think that's the pattern you'll have to look for in life is you, you going from one extreme side to the other extreme side quite frequently, potentially. And I think that's what's happened here. You went from like workaholic, everything's going to get done. I'm going to be the front man for everything. And now you realize that that operating system like you've touched on before is not that anymore. So now you're like dwindled to like the other side of that now and have lost that, like that spark or that kick in the ass a little bit. Well, I'm just realizing now that I I set a goal as a different version of myself than the version mm-hmm. that is currently setting out to achieve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, yeah. I maybe sit down with like Jordan or or Corey for like a quick like thirty four five minutes hour. Just, just I would like um recreate like a plan, like a goal, like so with the lifestyle that you want, and then the, how many hours you're willing to work a week, and then see what you could do. And then adjust it like that, that way. Right. Like, I just, yeah. I just straight up did that with Jordan and Corey like this week. Cause I've just been like, feeling okay. like fucking scattered, like so scattered for like in DMing and, and franchising at the same time. And I had like a, I did a zoom call up both corner or con- corner <laughs> with, <laughs> with, uh, with Connor and Jordan and just was like, Hey guys, like I brought on the zoom call. I was just like, ask me anything you want to know. I'm going to tell you everything I'm doing. And I'm just, I'm, I'm here ready to like be judged like I want I'm gonna like strip clean everything I'm doing and tell you what I want where I'm at things where my frustrations are what I'm everything and I was like I said a lot of things that I that I that were just like blunt because I just needed to and it was really good it honestly helped get a lot of perspective and then when Corey was just in town as well me and him did the same thing like it was actually really I'm not gonna lie like I was sitting down with Corey and like I started like crying of course because I was just like so like feeling so overwhelmed and upset and just like feeling like I haven't been like a good version of myself or like just kind of stretched thing among people. So we kind of sat down, reevaluate some things and looking at building a new schedule for me to like add in stuff, like to make life better essentially. And it was honestly like really, 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 really refreshing. And it was, it was really cool. So what's your new goal? So right now um, the new goal is to do 250. And the reason for that goal is because we talked about it because the, the reason for that is still looking at like a financial side of things as well. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really been considering like the fact that I am making an income from DMing. I've kind of just looked at it as like an irrelevant source of income just because like yeah. I wanted to look at it that way in the beginning. And I've been realizing that especially in this beginning period, like I just did all my production starts with my guys and my shit too. And I've just been feeling that I'm having a hard time being present with my teams, with my franchisees. And like, even like when I do weekly calls with them, I'm finding out like, like my ability to just be present hasn't been there. And I'm feeling like I need to just like take a slight step back just to like learn what this new beast of a thing is. So I can get really, really good at it because my, my biggest fear right now is that I'm just stretching myself too thin and that I uh, don't know how to do this yet, which is, which is like, I've been honestly kind of like egotistical behind because my big thing coming into it was like, oh, I just want to be the mini DM and prove to all the mini DMs that it's really easy to balance it all and blah, blah. And it like fucking right yeah. up the ass, he kicked me, right? Yeah. And um, so it, that's been like a really hard thing for me to learn, especially just a little bit. And so Corey and I talked because it's like, can still make like that same money and that goal by like, like it, it can still happen, like doing 50,000 less in sales or revenue is, um, you can still make the same profit if you if you look at things closely. And that's been my biggest fear is that I, I haven't been like watching like my my expenses as closely because I just literally feel like I haven't had the time. 
So mm-hmm. what, what the goal has kind of been is to scale it back to 250 just to kind of like relax a little bit. Yeah, and then one less as things start to roll in again, consider potentially because that's still six painters. Like I'm still gonna roll up six painters yeah. and then see where that goes. Just because like I know I can manage that. I've been trying to do it with like seven, so I'm just gonna scale it back one. And um, and then once we get to like past May, just like reevaluate and be like, hey, like, how are we feeling about things? You feel like you can give enough to my franchisees to like make sure they're gonna hit their goals too. And then also hit my business goals. And if so, like we can reevaluate and maybe bring on that seventh person or another crew for like the second half of the summer, like a high school crew, which is something I'm really mm-hmm. open to. It's just, I've been like, I tried really quickly to start everyone at the same time to get it all going before my franchisees started getting their production starts going. And I just like improperly kind of set up a lot of people and it's just kind of bit me in the ass a little bit. And it still hasn't even been that bad, which is nice. Like it's, I'm it, like, we're still, jobs are still going good. Like it's been nice that way, but it's just been like, like me and my brain has been just not like a place. Like I just haven't been happy. And I want to get back to just being like my happy self essentially. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I figured out with them, which was, which was really, really cool. Daniel, I also wanted to ask, when did you set the goal of like having a balanced lifestyle? Cause uh, first of all, by the way, by no means am I saying this is the case for you. I'm just curious because like, uh, Skylar pointed this out to me and I was very thankful that he did, which is like, I had the goal of like having a more balanced lifestyle, but I set that goal when things were going very poorly and I kind of readjust my goal from there where I was like, Oh, like, you know, to make myself feel better almost. I was like, no, this is what I want. Once again, not saying that's the case for you, but I'm curious, like, when did you set that goal? Right around the same time that I set my goal for my business. Okay, so it was like it was before anything. It was was... last fall when I realized that like I needed to not do this to myself. Okay, remember that you talked to us about that a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that's good then. Yeah, but I also set this revenue goal without. Fuck, man! I feel so stupid right now. No, don't like that's the worst thing you can do. It's learning, man. (laughs) Learning experience. I just just be grateful you came. You're aware of it. Yeah, Yeah. well, I just you know, yeah, I don't think I actually really thought. A lot of this through it's a good thing that you feel stupid right now like it's better for you to feel stupid right now realize you were going in the wrong direction than to keep going there blindly and not realize that yeah this is really well it's just yeah i just like man i yeah i just i think i set this goal like very very much like what brady said i just didn't realize what i would have to do to do it and i i wanted yeah that's kind of like I was trying to ask in the last call with you too. And I, I just was having a hard time kind of getting there was like when I was asking you about like what your goal is and if that's changed. Cause like there's nothing wrong with wanting to change that goal. Like as you start to learn who this new person is and like what you want out of life now, like it's not a bad thing necessarily. Right. Like I, and maybe that's how I was communicating to you potentially about it. But like, I just, cause I know that you've changed a lot. Right. And like if, if I were to go into pro works, like I honestly don't know, like even like if me in my fifth year, like, if I were to go into pro works, like I don't even know if I would set a goal at like 550. Like I think I would like start with like 300, 400 and then like see if I can like, like see what that new transition is like. And then like, and, and then grow to grow to it. Cause I know if I were to go into pro works, it's like, I'm there for the long, the long game. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it doesn't really matter if I do a million or half a million in my first year. Like I know I'll get there eventually. Well, that goes back to those operating systems that I was talking about, like fear of shame and fear of inadequacy. Like there is a level of fear with admitting I 
set out on the wrong path and i'm halfway halfway down this path and understanding that maybe this wasn't what i thought it was going to be and like being wrong about my goal this would be the first time in three years that i was wrong and that sucks goes back to that fucking thing you were saying that you have a what was it a fear of being wrong yeah 100 percent. like there's those operating systems and so there's there's a level of that definitely in play here because yeah it's different because every every year i've raised my goal every year i've i've been blowing past it by miles and this is the first time where i said something and it's like it's just different i'm curious why why is there a fear of being wrong like specifically in this situation with your goal because like to I don't know, fuck random analogy. Like if I was if the goal from was for me to drive from Calgary to Saskatchewan and then like halfway through I realized I was actually following a roadmap to go to Edmonton, I wouldn't be like, oh fuck, I don't I don't want to be wrong. I wanna like Edmonton is where I want to go. Like I'd be like, no, like cool. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I figured this out. Like let's readjust. Well, I think it's because like it's uh you you broadcast the goal like and it, it's it's like a it's, it's, a, it's a, I get where you're going it's like a hit to the ego almost yeah I like for sure like for me to even like tell you guys that I want to go do a little bit less or like I, I tell like Sam or I tell Connor like me going to Connor to be like hey man like I need to adjust things like I I feel like I was coming from a point of weakness and it it was not a fun thing to, to talk about and it, it's something that I had in my brain for a while and it took time to like figure out what the reason behind like that all was but like as soon as i didn't like it was actually a good shot i had of connor too where he's like dude i want you to realize that like like it's a big thing for me too is like i find that like i i'll like let people down or they're doing me different because i am not like achieving or doing what i think is my very 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 best even though i still think right now i'm doing my very 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 best and like so much is going really really well but because it's not what i wanted to be when i set out this goal and like september or november or october when i had no idea what mini dming was going to look like and you want to change it now like I, I was embarrassed honestly like i was honestly super embarrassed to, like call connor to like to want to like talk to you guys about it to like talk to like sam about it to talk to Corey and jordan about it i was like it's like the last thing i wanted to do was to like go and like let these people down that i look up to because we like just for those reasons so it's but now that's, i feel great about it you know that's 100 percent. but that hits it right on the head yeah. There's a level of embarrassment there and a level of pride. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm proud of everything that I do and I'm not proud of it. If I have to like, if I have to settle for less, it doesn't make me yeah. feel, like feel great. Yeah. It's interesting I- how we view like lowering your goal as settling for less. Cause like, yeah. But maybe. I mean, it's settling for less in one aspect of my life, yeah, but yeah. It, might, it might mean more somewhere else. Right. Exactly. That's but what it's I'm just, saying. Like, that's it's where that it comes conversation from. We had of like, uh, there's no like meaning to life so like meaning is whatever you create it to be so it's like if like if the goal in life is to generate as much revenue and as much money as possible then yeah like lowering your goal would go against it but like if the goal is to live a balanced lifestyle and you have clear like priorities of what you want to achieve in life then it's like lowering the goal can actually get you closer to like the the end goal of life yeah I, I don't know. I think there's also just, I, I think it's, yeah, it's just pride and embarrassment. Like I, I spend a lot of time with like high performing people and there is some level of fear of being like ostracized or maybe fear of letting people down because you've decided that all of a sudden you can't 
do this thing that you said you could do. So I think, I think that's all it is. Yeah. That's probably why it's like, it's, it's that much more frustrating. I think that's why you've been so like, it's where that anger and frustration comes from so much heavier. That's what I've experienced personally over the last few weeks, at least like it's, you get even more like pissed off and frustrated and like emotional about it because it's like, you're like realizing each day you're like more and more and more to like the point of like this so-called embarrassment that you have to like unload to everyone but you think like one more day and i'll just put up one more day one more day one more day and and then tell like for, for me like i just felt like i it was so overwhelmed and like broke down i was like hey like like i i, I like i sat down with cory and i like literally, literally just looked at him I'm like cory i was like i am literally have hit my my wall like i have given everything i can give i've been working so much and like it's like i told cory i was like i'm not afraid of working hard i love to work hard just like, I feel like I've hit a point where like, I can no longer keep going and operating this way and things need to change else. I'm just going to like fall apart completely. And I don't want that. So that's why we decided to drop it. Yeah. And these calls are just like exorcism back to back. Who's up no, next? Want- Tyler, Brady, or Zach? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. I, I said, who's up next for the exorcism for next episode? <laughs> well, I fuck, I feel like I went through an exorcism this last week, honestly. It's just been happening. Like, I had other people show me, I guess, the way, but like, it's it's been tough. Like, all, like honestly, Daniel, I've been, I've been going through, like, I even told you, like, that was actually, that was the day of the pro show, and I was like, I ran late on you. That's why mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. happening. I mean, they were just sitting there chatting, and I was just like, just so upset. I, I was gonna say um i think you're in a unique uh position skylar because i feel like i could be wrong um with you dropping your goal so like by doing less you're actually gonna be doing more yeah because yeah. you'll have more focus with because you have two income sources right you have your franchise and your dm so yeah. with you doing 50 grand less you might make a, a little like what 15 20k less but you might make that back up because you'll spend more time on your franchisees so you'll be able to train them better spend more time with them they'll do better themselves you'll get more awarded and then you'll make your income back that way as well as like you're saying focus more on your um expenses and stuff like that so it's, that's yeah. very interesting because no and that's that's where that's why i've been having such a hard time with it because like it is different for me that way where like it's there's two entities now which is, is fascinating and a big part of it's like i'm doing dming so i can learn these skill sets and like grow as an individual and because obviously like dming is not like the end game like unless mm-hmm. you want to be a vp or something like that like i'm not dming for like that's my I'm, I'm ending at dming like i'm doing this to learn something and and build something and, and help like leave a, a mark essentially and i just feel like really shitty like i love all three of the guys i work with so much and like even production starts, like I just felt so shitty. Like I was like, I was there and I thought I did a really good job, but like, I just, my brain was so much like, I was just like, just like upset at myself because like, I thought like, wasn't happy with like where my business was at. And like, fuck, like I got to go and like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Whereas like last year and I just, I felt like my business ran so smooth and it was like, other than what Max knows in the beginning when I called you there, but like big part of it, like I was really proud of what I did last year and I thought it ran really smooth, really good. I had a really good quality of life and I was able to like give really well to like a lot of people around me. And that was part of my goals. When we like sat down as DMS and like, we talked about like what the goals were and we read them out to each other. A big part of it was like, I want to be able to DM run my franchise and still like give to the people I love around me. And mm-hmm. like just so many things I, I, I've had to just be like that I normally would be doing right now. And I get it. Like I, I chose to like DM and franchise. So obviously sacrifices are going to come with that, 
But the main thing is I feel like my franchisees could be getting a lot more of me. And I feel like I haven't been able to like give to that level of them. And my painters as well. I feel like my painters have also getting like a like a like a shittier version of me. And it's just it's not fun. It's like you get like 25% of Skylar when he sees you, you talk to him versus like let's scale it down. You get like way more of me instead. And that's just going to hopefully improve efficiencies of franchisees, of painters, of everyone else, and just make things go smoother for everybody. And looking at more on like a, an efficiency side of things, because I just don't see a point anymore of just like trying to like bang out those extra few estimates every single week just to get a higher sales number to like run a shittier business at this point. Until I can like build that foundation and then potentially add to it later later on. No, you make a very valid point. I think I was trying to build the house without a foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Analogy. I feel like you and I have been going through a, a similar path here the last couple of weeks, honestly, Daniel. To be honest, with you, like it's it's been it's been tough, honestly, man. Like it's just been like it's been it's been like super upset. Like the last like week, especially, has been like really tough on me. Well, even Dan, the fucking message I sent to the group chat about just like being frustrated with where I'm at in my business, like. I, I was like same thing i just hit a wall that day yeah very grateful for you guys right now <laughs> love you dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely man absolutely yeah you're you're not in a you're not in the boat alone right now that's for sure so yeah and just remember dude like you are like i know like you're it's only your third year man you got so much more ahead of you to like to build and develop this and everything it doesn't have to happen in one year so I love it, Brady. Just silent all call. I was waiting for your little assassin to come out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just holding it. I was like, I was like, I was trying to take it all, take it yeah, all yeah, in yeah. me. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to see how long you guys are gonna keep talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. That was good. No, you you made a very valid point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got um. I got some good stuff out of this for myself. Yeah. Here, so another thing too, people don't expect is like I learned this a lot from John is um they don't also they also understand how much money they need to put into their business. Like in my first year to do two eleven, I I spent fourteen grand. To do four fifty, I spent twenty six grand. So I basically had to spend double, mm -hmm. which makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's just like, like, do you have twenty six grand to spend to do four fifty? Maybe not. Maybe you only have 10 grand to spend. Okay. Maybe your goal should be like 250. Like it is like, like you gotta like, a good guy to talk to would be Jordan about that. Mm -hmm. Cause I talked to Jordan after my first year, I had like an hour zoom call. I was like, kid, Jordan, how much money do I need to set aside? Cause my, my original goal was just 300. He's like, if you set aside any from 10, 20 K, he's like, that'll be enough to invest your business to do like 300, 350. And I was like, sounds good. So I set aside like um a certain amount and then I needed more because <laughs> I was just doing more. So, yeah. so yeah, that's a very thing people, People don't uh, realize is how much money they have to spend in order to do a certain number. So you got to spend money on money letters, like everything else. Yeah. Well, just from this conversation alone, I've realized I underestimated how much time I needed. I yeah. underestimated how much money I needed, and I underestimated yeah. how much patience that I needed. Yeah. Because what was your example of the home show? You said something about four thousand dollars to do it. Is that how much it costs to do it? Yeah, to do them both. Yeah, it was going to cost about four grand. Yeah. So like, 
before that, like, yeah, so you you way underestimate how much money you're needed to spend in order to yeah. obtain those leads well, to get that. Because I had I had about four grand for marketing. Exactly. So, so you're underestimating like, a lot. I was like, oh shit, like if I put all that into one thing, and then I was like, you know, I might as well put all that into like multiple things. Like obviously I just yeah, I just it honestly makes a lot of sense. If I was in your shoes, I would honestly probably do the, the same thing. Yeah. Some level. other than I just know the, the home show gets charged to like the account. So I would have been like a little bit more like whatever with it but um yeah man and i mean like bro like just again like you're, i think you're just very hard on yourself which is like not a bad thing but like you're just too hard on yourself like you, you came from like a journey of a mechanic we hated his fucking job it was in a bunch of debt two years later look where you're at you own a painting business after like doing two years of student works we're like one of the top guys in the company like we're like what do you mean you're pissed off and embarrassed like mm-hmm Dude, I was early like in a, like the weekly call, like the, the last Zoom call we did, like a little like or like our monthly meetup thing there. I was in uh one of the breakers, one of the guys when we were talking about you. He's like, Isn't Danny like a DM down there? I'm like, no. He's like, Oh, I totally thought like he was a district manager down here or something. So like, like, why are you embarrassed, man? Like, people look up to you and like think very highly of you. So like it's just you who thinks this shit. No one else. Like you're you're doing great, dude. Just it's gonna take some time. We love you, Daniel. Love you. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's, it's good, man. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably I'm just in my own my own head a little bit. I uh, I just feel like I let people down. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're but you're 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 not like, but you're, like you're you're making your family life better. It sounds like though mm-hmm. by second. So like yeah. you're not letting anyone down in that in that aspect of life. Um. You're only letting people down based off your expectations, not their expectations of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good, good, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Good, good sentence. Which up until this point, like I said, I didn't think of any of this stuff. Mm. Well, it's good you're realizing now. You know how much work it's going to take to to get where you want to go. Maybe yeah, reevaluate. months of booking, so life's good. Yeah. So like a rocket ship going to the moon, man. You know how many ch- times it changes course? <laughs> Fucking exciting though. You just realized that there's a better course to take. Yeah. And you were going down the wrong path this whole time. Now you can actually start moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think I need to uh, reach out to, to Corey and Jordan and probably talk a little bit about what it would mean to to actually have a balanced lifestyle and what, what the actual goal looks like based on the time that I want to put into the business and the amount Correct, of, yeah. of actual money that I have as well too. Cause I think I, I grossly underestimated how much money I was going to need yeah, um, as well. So for, yeah. for the number that I was seeking. Well, um, did you guys hear the last weekly call episode? Yeah. John Emmer and I, do you hear how much John we, we have spent on marketing? Yeah. I added up those yeah. numbers that he was saying, like in each section. I don't remember yeah. off the top of my head, but it was something like fifty or sixty k altogether. Sixty six. Sixty six. Yeah. 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 You got to spend sixty six k to do one point one million. So. So do you have thirty three k to do five hundred fifty thousand? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Me? Are you asking yeah. me? Yeah. I do not. Oh yeah, yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do not. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I budgeted like 30% of that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, dude. And that's, 
that's that's sick still dude like do your shit this year and pro works is a long journey down the road right so yeah. maybe yeah. it wasn't 66k actually i'm just gonna i'm just freaking that <laughs> recall me on that <laughs> ignore what i said somewhere around there <laughs> this is that episode I redacted redacted <laughs> no this is i want to say false information this is good mm-hmm. Fuck, yeah. just well thanks for being honest with us dude I, I appreciate that like that was sweet you know what though, Daniel? Good for you for uh, not having an ego, like not like retaliating back. That's how you know you'll uh, you're yeah you, uh, like you're going on a good path, like a, a growth, like a learning mindset mm-hmm. way. Because people that like if they had an ego or and that they're like, no man, you understand my lifestyle, blah blah blah, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, there's definitely some resistance at the beginning of this call, that's for sure. Yeah, but I feel like with all of us explaining you understand kind of yeah. and you you accept you accept it the most important thing is you you accepted it so you're self-aware of your situation mm-hmm. like se- look, like self-awareness is one of the most important things most people aren't self-aware of their current situation like yeah like, yeah there's so many examples but yeah no and I, I think the biggest thing is i just realized that yeah like i said i i built the goal i set the goal and i became slightly different human being and mm-hmm. yeah the guy that i am right now is not the guy that set the goal and yeah. I think that's causing some conflict. Have I said the the self awareness quote by Gary Vee on here before? Maybe you could say it yeah. again. I'm sure uh, it won't hurt. There's no self development without self awareness. You can read as many books as you'd like, but if you can't read yourself, you'll never learn. You're oh, you'll never learn a thing. <laughs> yes, you have said so that true. before. But it's so true, true man. Hmm. I think Gary Vee is one of like the sickest guys in terms of like business development at an early stage to listen to i love his content so much honestly i actually saw him live he came to edmonton a couple of years ago i went to like one of his conferences it was sick mm, that's oh, dope wow. he's a cool dude yeah that's cool i made so many sticky notes yeah <laughs> that's awesome i'm man. drowning <laughs> that's sick well boys i'm gonna i want to jump off here too i i do want i do want to catch the tail end of the game here as well okay throw out our quotes real quick let's do it i don't have any quotes i'll be completely honest you guys i don't love i i just i never i should just get on it but i just i never have quotes prepared because i just don't like i never think of them i never that's fine we can it's not the end of the world if not then no worries yeah like i don't (laughs) think it no pressure i think if you if we have them it's cool i just think it's a nice little way for us i do like i do because i love hearing your guys's yeah just like yeah. brings the conversation to a nice close and it makes us all kind of just like leave leave <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a refreshed sensation now that i, I just like got that. absolutely wrecked on here but that's fine <laughs> all right, we call daniel. it episode daniel sism well let's hear the quotes let's hear them daniel fire us off <laughs> You know what, this actually kind of, this quote slaps so much harder now that we just had this conversation. <laughs> so it's by Maya Angelou. It's do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. <laughs> there you go. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, that's a good one. All right, cool. Go ahead, Max. Forgive others, not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. Who said that? I've heard that before. Jonathan Lockwood Hugh. Mm. 
no idea who that is, but Me that's who said it. <laughs> well, I have homework to do now, boys. So I'm going to uh, put these notes down and do some deep thinking on this and talk to my amazing coaches and come up with a strategy. And I will come back to you with what I've learned. I like it. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. That's good stuff. See ya next Sunday. See you in a week. Peace. Happy Mother's Day. everyone you've been listening to the prime five podcast with your hosts max skyler brady zach and dan if you're enjoying the show remember to smash that like button and share with your friends if you want to follow us or get more info head over to our instagram page at prime five pod check us out shoot us a dm thanks for tuning in until next time